This is The Guardian. Today, a meeting with Iceland's last whale hunter and those trying to make him stop. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Seeing the animals for the first time is the most amazing thing it's uh, mind-blowing actually and you get a glimpse of this hidden world in the oceans and it makes you more curious about what goes on down there and you see these huge animals that you feel so small when you're around them but they're also really beautiful it's breathtaking really it it captures you completely and and you just want to see them again and again Valgro Anodatir is an activist. She goes by Vala, and she's been campaigning to end the hunting of whales in Iceland. So whales do have their own languages. They communicate with sounds, almost like songs that they make, their sounds, and they can hear them for miles and miles away. So it's just like us, really, with our different languages and ways to communicate. Fin whales are 20 to 30 meters long. They're huge. They're the second largest uh, animal in the world after the blue whale. They are lean and long. They're on the list to go extinct in most parts of the world. But in Iceland and in the northern Atlantic uh, hemisphere, they are listed as vulnerable. But there are thousands of them that migrate from the southern Atlantic to the northern Atlantic. Because all other nations except Iceland stopped hunting them decades ago. The whaling industry in Iceland is led by one man. And he refuses to stop killing whales despite the rising protest. It's so sad to see such a large animal being dragged after a boat. I don't understand how anyone can think it's okay to go out and shoot them with explosive harpoons and drag them to land to to chop them to pieces. I'm deeply ashamed of it. And I think 
everyone is really ashamed that it's still going on and we know that it's still going on because the the last winner is very well connected from the guardian i'm nasheen iqbal today in focus has iceland's last whale hunter killed his last whale You're chief reporter at The Guardian, and you recently went to meet the man at the centre of this controversy, Christian Lofsen, who runs Kralov, which is a company that is the last and only whaling business still operating in Iceland. What was it like to meet him? Absolutely fascinating, because he was somebody who, everything I'd read, appeared to be something of a pantomime villain. He actually very rarely speaks to reporters. He only speaks to one Icelandic newspaper and otherwise in terms of international press it's very, very rare that he he sort of pops up. And as often is the case actually, um, there's a lot more to him than than the meets the eye. Thank you very much for I would like you to steep me in the the history of whaling. I want to So tell me about that meeting. I mean it's quite the scoop to have got that interview. Where did you end up having your conversation, and what was he like in person? I landed in Iceland, called him, and he was extremely surprised to find that I was uh, in the country. But he said um, in his sort of raspy voice, um, yes, shall we, um, shall we meet for lunch? No, I'm going to show you some articles from the garden. All right. I don't know whether you eat it. And um, we arranged to meet in a restaurant of his choosing near the centre of Reykjavik. A lovely, beautiful, wood-panelled restaurant. This is a photo something real stuff. I was a little bit worried about the whole well-meat issue, and, uh, and indeed, I was, I was right to be because as soon as I sat down about ten minutes, in a big Icelandic chef, you know, in his whites, turned up with a platter of local specialities, including three types of well meat: smoked well meat, sashimi well meat, a raw well meat, and then the, um, the most impressive of the lot, the fermented well blubber which uh, Mr. Lawson was very keen to tell you was, was all his and he was the only one to make it. This is some product you will only find in Iceland. We are the only producers in the world of this one. Right. So is this, is this, is this from here? Is this Icelandic? Yeah, this is, is our product. Right. This is your product. Okay. Right. This is only our This yeah. was used for... for Tucked in with his uh, chopsticks. And uh, insisted I, I have some. Oh, I didn't. How long has Lofsen been involved in this trade? Well, yeah, I mean, it's his life's work. He inherited the company um, from his father in 1974. Yeah, it was almost entirely, for the entire duration, the only company killing whales. I mean, there was a couple of the killed minka whales and the smaller ones, but his was the only one uh, hunting bin whales. And, yeah, I mean, the only one in, in, in Europe um, hunting fin whales because uh, after the 1986 decision to ban whale hunting um everybody else apart from norway iceland japan he was the the one person on on the island of iceland who who kept it going he kept it going through 70s when greenpeace and the rainbow warrior ships were trying to get in the way of his his whale boats so i was interested in, in finding out you know why? Just to mention, he is Iceland's richest man, or certainly one of Iceland's richest men. He doesn't need to do this. Oh, wow. He doesn't need to do this pretty awful hobby, effectively. 
we'll come on to that in, in a second. Um, I'm curious about this sort of made-for-TV mythology around him and that he allegedly only carries on wailing due to this very dramatic deathbed promise he made to his father. Did you ask him about that? And what did he have to say? I did. I did. And he, no, he said that's not true. No, no, he, he, he was a realist. If it, were, if it, didn't, if it was not sensitive to you, of course. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a resource. We have, have the license to cut this way. His father was a, a realist and a pragmatist. And he kept on reiterating this, this point throughout our interview that this is a, an industry. It has a market. Uh, the market being in Japan is profitable. That We have the resources. We have the ships. There's nothing emotional about this. It's entirely pragmatic. It's a resource that is around Iceland. It's like fishing for cod. And that's why I do it. Um, I have my doubts about that. Maybe he, he really believes that. I think there's a lot of emotion in it. I think there's a lot of a lot of stubbornness, and I think um, the history of his business and the, the clashes with the environmentalists through through the decades, and his absolute determination not to succumb to them, um, I think that's absolutely the heart of why he still does it. Well, what did he have to say about why whale hunting exists in Iceland? I mean, was it purely an economic argument that he put forward? Yeah, I mean, because actually there is no real history of fin whale hunting around Iceland. It's always been foreigners. I mean, you had the Americans and the Norwegians in the 1900s, but Icelanders themselves, it wasn't part of the culture. In fact, there was a ban um, in 1913, the Icelandic government banned it because they saw a threat from the Norwegian whalers um, to their sort of ecosystems. Um, but, you know, the market had never really been in Iceland. Only 2% of people in or the Icelandic population, according to some recent polls, eats whale meat regularly. The market is in Japan. That's where he now today almost exclusively exports all his all his product. He does he provides some to restaurants and there's a bit in the shops in Iceland, but ninety percent, at least ninety percent, I would say that's quite a bit more than ninety percent, goes to Japan. Which is quite tricky for him because there's a lot of um shipping companies won't do business with him because it's extremely bad PR. It seems to me that um he doesn't really make an awful lot of money. He also says to me that He's going to come up with some game-changing ideas for his industry, which will make it much more profitable than it already is. Now, I couldn't quite see whether he was sort of trying to provoke again or he was serious. But the first idea was, um, he said, you know, iron deficiency is one of the big problems around the world. And guess what's got lots of iron in it? And that is well, well meat. Mm. So a spinach. Sure. <laughs> yes, that, that is the counter argument. I mean, I did question really is their market for whale tablets. Pardon? It sounds like a big ask for suddenly people to take whale tablets. What? <laughs> this is the biggest health problem in the world, is, is lack of whales. Yeah. We will not solve the world problem. But, uh, but he said, yes, freeze-dried whale tablets are the answer to the world's problems. So there's no domestic economic argument. There's not even a long history of culture and tradition, which often people say they're preserving or maintaining when they take a contrarian position, perhaps. And obviously, he's also had so much criticism. He's faced so much protest. Does it bother him? No, I, I didn't get the impression they did at all. In fact, he seems to sort of love it. I mean, he um, at one point, he was talking about the two, two young women boarded his wedding boats this summer uh, in order to stop them going out into the ocean and, and, and do the hunting. And he said, oh, they're, they're trampers. He got a piece of paper out and sort of tramps and um, vagabonds. 
and he's written down this. He's written this down. And I sort of said, "Why did you? Why did you want to write those words down on your piece of paper to bring here? You you want to you want to annoy them? Don't you? you want to cause a reaction?" And he and he he did admit that I do like it when they react. Well, he calls them the the environmentalists who are opposed to his to his business, the anti everything brigade. They're against everything. You just name it. They're against it. They have said, if you carry weight products, we will demonstrate outside your office and make you out of it. You hear that sort of quite a lot from people in these sort of sunset industries. You know, they come for us, you'll be next. You know, they, they come for whaling, it'll be the fishery sector that's next. But I think he absolutely loves the sparring and, the, and you know, he's been at it for 40 years and he's managed to survive it. Well, Dan, quite aside from civic protest, it has also become more challenging for Lofton to carry on operating as the anger mounts and as the government, the Icelandic government, has imposed more regulations. Can you talk me through some of the practical challenges he's now facing? For the last five years, each year he's only allowed to hunt 161 fin whales. God, you say only, but that's like it seems like one every other day. It's a, it's a lot, and this year was the very last year of this sort of five years where the Icelandic government has set for this particular quota, and it's a very bad year for him, a very good year for the whales. Bad year in that in May, the National Veterinary Association Institute published a report on last year's whale hunting and said that the methods being used by Mr. Lostel's company were not in keeping with, with the law in that the whales were taking too long to die. Now, the, the way it's meant to work, excuse me, it's sort of, this is quite graphic, these harpoons are grenade-tipped and they fire into the whale. The idea is that then um, there's a massive seismic shock within the whale and the blood stops to the whale's brain and the whale is meant to die immediately. The problem, if you can call it that, Quite aside from the initial brutality of the killing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty grim. It seems to me that from from the national government studies, that sort of three quarters at least of whales do die um, almost instantly. But yeah, that leaves quite a lot that don't. And in some cases, it can take two hours. It has been recorded for whales to die. So there was this report. So the whale hunting season this year was suspended until the, the company could show that actually it's revised its protocols and stuff like that. And then uh, and then they went back out to sea, but before they go out to sea, the environmentalists down at the docks boarded the, their boats and wouldn't leave. But that only lasted for 36 hours, and the boats went out. Now, the hunting of whales has resumed in Iceland after the country decided not to extend a temporary ban that was put in place earlier this summer. A series of new regulations and increased monitoring will be put in place, but opponents are outraged by the decision. Just three countries allow commercial whaling, and Iceland is the only place where large fin whales are still caught. When they actually went out to sea, they, they had a sort of quite short period of time to before the, the season would close before it would get too cold and they they'd had a final catch of 23 whales which were brought back to to the docks so another whale was killed but, but sank to the seabed um, but it wasn't a particularly successful season either in terms of numbers or in terms of public relations because there was one very unfortunate incident where one of the boats harpooned the whale the whale was hooked up it was not dead um, in fact the it seems the grenade didn't go off. 
there and it had to re-harpoon him sort of some time later. Dan, it sounds so utterly grim and, you know, difficult to see how politicians have the stomach for defending whale killing. Where does the issue stand in Iceland right now? So now we're at a position in this context, the government's got to make a decision about whether this industry has a future, whether they should set out a new five-year period of quotas, whether they should allow it to happen next year. And there are moves within the Icelandic parliament to put whales on a list of species that should not be hunted. Um, That's sort of going through the committees. Whether there's a majority for that in parliament is debatable. And then they just as well, can the government legally stop this from happening if, if whales are not on this list of prohibited animals? So it feels it feels like it's a, a moment where this industry will, will stop because it, clearly the Icelandic government feels very uncomfortable about it and would like it to stop. In terms of public opinion, it looks like uh, only like 29%, I think, in the latest poll were in favour of Iceland continuing to whale hunt. Um, so it feels like it could be the end of it, but but Mr. Loss is not at all convinced. <laughs> he, he feels he knows Icelandic politics better than most. If this sentiment is going to take over here, I don't think, I think Iceland will be, uh, will not be existing as an independent nation in a couple of years if you're going to use that argument. These anti-everything groups, they want to ban all fisheries. They are protesting everything, you know. Marla, what damage is whale hunting doing to the whale population, both in Iceland and where whale hunting also takes place in places like Japan and Norway? Well, commercial whaling has in the past 150 years killed 90% of the fin whale population. So even though we have thousands of whales coming up to Iceland every summer, we should not have any excuse to kill them, even though there are thousands of them here at that time because uh, on a global level their population has decreased by 90 percent and of course every whale is very important for ecosystem in the oceans and the way that they dive down to the sea and, and move phytoplankton up to the surface that actually is providing us with oxygen the ocean is providing us with 50 percent of the oxygen in the world and the whales are very important in that process. Vala, can you describe to me how you became involved in the anti-whale hunting movement and the reasons why? Yes, back in 2018, there had been no whaling for a few years and there was a large opposition from the public uh, against whaling. These demonstrators outside the parliament building in Reykjavik aren't protesting everything only for protection for the endangered fin whales. Surveys show more and more Icelanders oppose whaling. And the quota for Christian Loftsson to go whaling had run out. Uh, He always gets like a five-year quota. We decided to start like a group of animal welfare and animal rights activists started to protest against it to pressure the Minister of Fisheries and Agriculture back then to not give him a new quota. The government could end the hunt at any time, 
Instead, it granted Lofsson's whaling company a permit to kill 191 fin whales in 2018. But he did give him a new quota and he did start hunting that year. So we continued our protest and we continued uh, going up to the whaling station to bear witness of what was happening and recording it. So yeah, since 2018, I have been involved. But of course, there are a lot of other people that have been protesting this since the 80s. And as you said, you've been down to the whaling station. You've been there to protest. Can you tell me, it has had any impact on Lofsen and whether you've ever met him? Well, I have never met him. He has never been there when I have been there. But I know that he often goes up there and it really bothers him when people are there. They're not really maybe protesting there. They're more bearing witness and it makes the workers at the whaling station very uncomfortable. So I've been there and many whaling um, staff have come up to me and talked to me, mostly very young boys. I mean, these are just mostly studying 20-year-olds that have a summer job at the whaling station cutting meat. And they, they come up and want to talk to us and tell us that they would never go out and kill the whales, you know, the the whalers themselves, those that go out on the boats, they don't co- come and talk to us. One protest we did, we just sat in silence and watched them. And I think they, that made them more uncomfortable than us shouting or being loud because just sitting there and watching them, they did not like that. Coming up. Will 2023 mark the last season of whale hunting in Iceland? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash today in focus.
Well, Dan, why is it that the government does let him carry on? I mean, you said earlier that this isn't a business for him. It's a hobby. He's one of Iceland's richest men. He's heavily involved in politics. Do you think that's a factor in why he's allowed to keep going? His opponents would say, oh, look, he donates money to the Independence Party, which is sort of the centre-right party, which is part of the government. I mean, he said he donates to other political parties as well. But I think it is, it's a very sensitive issue because Iceland only became independent after the, the war. And I think there's a sense that sod the international community, sod what everyone else says, this is part of us. Even though, you know, there is no, there isn't a real cultural legacy. There isn't, there isn't a sort of cultural history um, to it. But there's, there's, I think it's, it's sort of tied up a little bit in, in terms of identity these days. You know, I did obviously speak to the government about this and they were extremely reluctant. They didn't want to say anything on the record because it is so very sensitive. So the government finds themselves in quite a tricky position. Well, Dan, is there any sense from Lofsson? Like, did he give you any sort of honest opinion on whether he feels or understands that his legacy may not be one that's continued and that he truly may be Iceland's last whale hunter? I think in his heart of hearts, he knows perfectly well. I, I said, you know, you know he's an 80-year-old 80, 80 man. Um, so, you know, it's your... Is any of your relatives still in the industry, in the business? He said, oh, well, my son, yes, then he's involved in my companies. He's based in, he's in America, though. He's not out there on the boats hunting whales. No, he's not out there on the boats. No, I mean, I'm not convinced. I think he I think he is the last of a, he's certainly the last of a breed. I think it feels like the, this chapter is coming to a close. He'll continue to fight until his, his last breath on this. This is a an industry that's, that's not long for this world, I don't think. Certainly not in Europe. I think he knows that in his heart of heart. He, he doesn't regard it as cruel. He regards it as kind of just another form of fishing for resources. You know, and he says, no, around here, around Iceland, there are 40,000. There's a healthy stock of, of fin whales. Uh, and 161 whales a year isn't going to complete that. You know, they'll still be here. And yeah, and that's, that, that's his last word on it. Rana, is there a sense that, I mean, as you said, he's a very old man, he's carrying on a tradition he grew up with within his family. Do you think there's a sense politically or even culturally that he may end up being the last person to do this and there isn't really any political will to stop him right now because nature will take its course and he will no longer be alive to carry on whaling? He is just like any other old stubborn man. He grew up in this whaling family. His father established the company. He started working for the company when he was 13. His family became wealthy because of this company. And even though he is today wealthy because he has shareholding in other companies that are uh, doing well, he is losing money from the whaling. Being a very wealthy man and uh, having a lot of power within the independence party, he has probably bought himself a lot of popularity. And I mean, some say that he is quite charming and uh, seems like a, a nice person. Uh, but yeah, I have no understanding in why he still does this. But I, I understand that the people that support the whaling 
they are also older men. Many of them have worked for him in the whaling company and are friends of his. I suppose that that is the notion from the Independence Party, that he is an old man and it will cause them so much trouble if they will stop him. Uh, so they probably have thought, oh, we will just allow him to do this until he dies. But of course, that is not okay. The left Green Party uh, has in their policy that they want to ban whaling. And the Minister of Fisheries and Agriculture, she is from that party and she has to uphold their policy. But yes, it's true what you said. They probably thought, well, he is the last one. Let's just allow him to do it until he dies. But we as a nation cannot allow him to do it. We cannot allow him to kill a single whale uh, in this way, in this horrific way. And do you think given that, given that and given the mounting pressure that there are any signs the government is likely to end the issuing of the permits to him? Well, there is a bill in Parliament right now from the uh, opposition. So uh, four of the parties in the opposition have co-signed a bill against whaling in Parliament. And right now uh, it is actually open for uh, sending in comments and support to the bill. And anyone in the world can do that. And uh, it is now in the in a committee in the parliament and it will be discussed and it will go to a vote. And I actually think it's very important for Iceland being an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The sea is very important to us and we should show the world that we protect the whales and we protect the oceans and we should be more responsible when it comes to this. We have no excuse to hunt them. Well, I guess there's only hope at this point. Vada, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. That was activist Valgaror Anadotir and The Guardian's chief reporter Dan Boffy. My thanks to both of them. Dan's piece on Lunch with Christian Lofsen is titled We Can Carry On Forever. Meet Iceland's Last Whale Hunter. To read that, and to read more from The Guardian's Seascape series, do head to theguardian.com. And that's it for today. I'm Nasheen Iqbal, and this episode was produced by Tom Glasser and Lucy Hoff. Sound design is by Solomon King. The executive producer was Phil Maynard. Have a lovely, restful weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.